This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Kroger, shopping with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, deals, and rewards on the same high-quality items. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Valentine's Day is almost here, and we can help with everything from a romantic dinner to floral bouquets, chocolate-dipped strawberries, and so much more. Happy Valentine's Day. gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. I am your endearingly centering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. Hey, Matt. You know, our uh, our little intro video, if you watch us online, ends with the three of us, we include Bert still, sitting in Camden nice Yards yeah. in a completely empty section. It's, yeah. We didn't, the Orioles were ahead of this before the coronavirus. You could say we were sitting in our own pod. Yeah, we had pods before pods were cool. Yeah. Um, thanks, Josh. You were the first person I ever heard make a joke about our attendance. Yeah, I, I know. It's sad. <laughs> I know. How many jokes have you heard, uh, especially when the governor said 50% and it was, oh, when was the last time the Orioles had 50%? Yeah. And the, the great thing about that announcement was everyone made that a joke. And then later they announced that it would be 25%. So half of that, and everyone can make the same joke again. So we had right, right. doubled the opportunity to make the jokes. Yeah. yeah, I blocked some people on Twitter this past week. I did. Um, <laughs> but good for you for making the joke. Hey, at least the Nashville jokes have gone away. Yeah, yeah, for now. That, that's good. That's good. But, I mean, I mean, I just get so mad when people make jokes. Though I made the same jokes when they made the announcement for uh, Tampa Bay. Like, I made the same jokes. Um, right. But when you make yeah, them about the Orioles, they get mad. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, it's the most obvious joke, but we all we all did it. Yeah, but it's I, hey, twenty five percent. I look at that as a positive. I'll take it. Um, it means fans in the stands. Let's go. Yeah, any a number of fans is great. Now, yep. sure, it's going to be different, but still, it's fans in Camden Yards. That's all we need. Yeah, and if it's anything like the the school system, they're just trying to get a foot in the door. And then, and then it opens it up to to whatever to to, to the next thing. You got to start somewhere, and then it and then it quickly escalates. So I anticipate the same with Camden Yards, just how it's worked in the public school system. You get a foot in the door, and then people want more and more and more and more, and it just goes from there. Is that what happened? Did your school open up more and more and more? Well, it went from like um, part time, like hybrid half a day. To now, it's hybrid full day, and they're talking about bringing even more kids in. Uh, so, so yeah, that it's 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 happening now. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm ex- I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I definitely it's, like will go to Camden Yards baseball games. I think it's it's great. Yeah, I'm pumped about it. Reached out to our ticket rep. Hopefully, yeah. that means we can get into uh, open day and definitely yeah. get into some other games. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You will find me come April and May. You'll find me hanging out in Baltimore a lot. No yeah. doubt about I it. I do wonder, though, how they're going to distribute the pods. Like, are they going to try to move us out of our seats? Because I really like the seats that we have. We have great seats. Yeah. So my but, guess but is. that section is season like, ticket holders. Right. And Which season means, ticket holders get first dibs. Right. Which so you're going to have to move somebody. That, right. They're going to have to move all of us. Because well, one person like, can stay. Yeah, only like one group can stay in that pod. Yeah. Hopefully so, it does. 
Yeah, hopefully so. Yeah. We'll see. Be- because, and that's the deal, right? Right now, tickets only, are only open to season ticket holders, or is that through, just for opening day? No, that's through the month of May. Only season ticket holders. Only but I would assume if they can't sell out with season ticket holders. Nope. It will open up to others. ticket holders. Uh, so you have to become a season ticket holder. Yes. And I think it's part of the pod plan because if they had to figure out po- different pod layouts for every night, by doing just season ticket holders, they can plan better on the pods. What's the minimum season ticket plan? It used to be 13 games. But... Uh, right now I think it's 15, except okay. they're saying I think they're selling them in smaller they're... chunks. And so they're front-loaded. I think you need like four or five in April and May. Yeah, yeah, you got to get a bunch in April and May. That's what we were told. We were told to get opening day, you had to buy four games in April and May, which isn't yeah. a problem. It's no problem. No. like It's I, not a problem. No, I think we've even worked it out where I can come up and attend four games in April and May. Yeah. So, if not, I can attend four games in April and May. You definitely can. I mean, a normal year, you were attending at least four games in April and May. Oh, yeah. No doubt. It was very common for us to go opening day and then either opening Saturday or opening Monday. Oh, absolutely. April is like you're pumped. You're itching to get in there. Right. April and, and still in the May a little bit. And June then by June. Ju- yeah. June is the hard month. June yeah, June's July the hard is month. the hard month. Well, July, you finally get summer. So I, it's a little and, easier for me. But yeah, July, June's the hard month. June's the hard month. July, you get all-star break. So it's all broken up. Oh, yeah, that's July true. is normally when you get the West Coast trip. So you kind of are itching and miss Camden Yards. Yeah. Then August, September, the cool weather comes back. Yeah. So then September, you got school again. Right, right. So And then the Orioles, you're kind of tired of them at that point. Well, anyway. It's football season. They're 50 by games then, out of five for first place. The Ravens. Yeah. Rutschman still hasn't caught up yet. Sure. And if you still care about the Orioles in September, then it's awesome. Because the Orioles yeah. are playing well. And it's oh, great. and then we are at every game. <laughs> yes. And we've been then there. we're at every game. Yeah, we, we've, we've hit that there. 25, 26, 27 games in a season. Yes. And then you do the math, and you're like, oh, I was there for a quarter of the games. Yeah. And only half the games are at home, so how did I end up there for every other game? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so hopefully we're there. Open hopefully day, we're there this year. Huh? Hopefully we're there this year in September. I hope so. Yeah, I think we got uh, Josh. We got an interesting show today. They've got a lot of a lot of camp stories, a lot of camp stories to get into. Uh, the camp battles are heating up as well. I think some of the camp battles are heating up. I think a lot of the camp battles though are already done with. So I, we can talk I was about that say, too. I feel like the hottest battles right now are for the bench. Well, I think like, and we'll get into it, but I think the outfield is done. But I think the starting pitching is fascinating how that's kind oh. of ter- is turning out. And so we'll get into that today. Yeah. And we'll get to, I see James asking if Hernandez or Harvey is going to make the roster. We'll yeah. That's, that. re- that's really interesting. And, and, and I, I think that's breaking news today. And what happened today's game, I think will go a long way in, in that whole story. You think, Oh, I think, right. I think it's done after today and we'll get into it. Really? I think right, it's we'll done it. after today. See, yeah. I, I don't know. Cause I still think Elias can Elias this up. Yeah. Well, um, before we get into all that, Josh. All right. This is the, the moment the people have been waiting for. All right. Josh, get yourself a um get yourself a sweet tea. Go out and Dunkin' Donuts and get yourself a sweet tea and just take it easy for a while. I, I'm a Dunkin' Donuts guy, but I'm an unsweet guy. Oh yeah, yeah. That I yeah, I, I knew that. Go get your unsweet tea at Dunkin' Donuts, your apple fritter. Uh, and to, to take a break and relax. Man, you know my breakfast. <laughs> I'm going to start. Four days a week. We've been doing this show for too long together. I'm going to start at the top left. We have the Gonzaga Bulldogs. This is the West oh, region, top day. left. It's the annual reading of my bracket. I will go through each round, break it down for you. Won't miss the game. Gonzaga versus Norfolk State or Appalachian State. Bert, come back. I need you. Doesn't matter who's going to win. Gonzaga. Moving on. Again, Gonzaga is my first victor moving on. Well, come on. That's what you're going to say that five times tonight. Oh, I got some upsets. Going down to my le- next one on the list. Oklahoma Sooners versus the Missouri Tigers. Eight versus nine. Close matchup. Missouri. Moving on. I'm not going to let you do this Creighton all night. versus UCSB. You're going to have to turn off my mic because I'm going to do the whole thing. I got five Creighton moving yeah. on. You know what's fun? Virginia yes. versus Iowa. We're doing this in upset alert. Do 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 do. Upset alert. Do 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 
Ohio over. upsets Virginia. I got an upset for you. Um, all right. Who's your next? Who's your next pick? U.S. Oh, and we seem to lose Matt. I guess we're not going to hear from Matt tonight, as I just cut him completely from the stream. Oh, you can't do that. Back. You can't, dude. You can't come from the stream. Uh huh. Hey, no, I won't. I won't do it. All, but hey, a couple of notes, Josh wanna, Maryland. Yeah, we got to talk Maryland, and we got to talk Liberty. Those oh, are yeah, the two you, I want to hear from. Okay, um, I'm excited about the matchup with Maryland with some UConn action. Uh, but you know what, Maryland, I think is a good um, kind of uh, what's the word? Is a good it's kind of snapshot or representation of this whole um, NCAA year. Because Maryland was terrible at the beginning of the year. Right. Then all of a sudden, they looked like one of the best teams in the Big Ten, possibly the best, one of the best teams in the nation, for yeah. about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Their defense looked awesome. And then yeah. at the end of the season, they looked bad again. And so they're hard to figure out. And I think that goes – I mean, this is going to be an insane tor- tournament. I think um, anything can go. It's been a weird year. How far do you have Maryland going? Well, I, to be honest, I haven't officially fulfilled out my bracket yet. <laughs> You can't. How can you come in for the reading of your brackets and not have your bracket? I was out? just reading random names um, and just saying whatever right now. No, I haven't had a chance to. to I'm mad because my printer here is not working and I didn't print it at work. And so I got to print it tomorrow and fill it in. Just um, download the little CBS March Madness app. Oh, am I doing my click, phone? No, nah, it's too or small on my phone. I can't do that. No, oh, maybe the iPad. iPad. I might try. But That's I can't print I... it off like that. Huh? I can't print it off. I need to print it off. Why do you need to print it off? Because you, you got to highlight the winners. How can I highlight the winners if you can't print it off? It'll do it automatically. Oh, that's lame. That takes all the fun out of it. It does a little. Um, but, 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 no, I like the UConn matchup. Man, I don't know that much about I like UConn. I don't know my, but that much about any of these teams, to be honest. No, and, and the thing is, it was a weird year for all these teams. Yeah. Um, like, so anything could happen. So it's possible. I could totally see – Maryland going to the Sweet 16. I think that's very possible. Mm-hmm. Though there's because I not... just showed you my bracket. Oh, really? I've got, going, I've got them going to the 16. Though I've, I've seen got... Alabama play a few times, and that team can score. I like Alabama a lot, I too. I've got um, them upset in Alabama, though. Yeah, well, they got, they got the, if, when their defense is on point, um, they can do yeah. it. And that's the thing. Like, defense comes every day. So right. Alabama's definitely put up more points on the board. But the defense is the, is the standout there. Yeah, and and going over to the to to and that and there to the Midwest, Liberty, rocking my Liberty uh, shirt today in support. I got Orioles and Liberty rocking here. Um, they're they're a thirteenth seed, um, which is not bad for Liberty playing in a small conference to get a thirteenth seed. That's pretty impressive. Um, but but they're the, I mean they and they had a good little run a couple years ago where they made it past the first round, which is fun. Um, and so they're going up against Oklahoma State. I'm telling you, Oklahoma State when they saw this, they were mad. Because you yeah. don't, I mean, Liberty had a couple years ago had the upset in the first round. They're twenty three and five this year, just a good squad, and so I would not want to play them in the first round. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm predicting Liberty um, to to knock off Oklahoma State. I've got I, Liberty, I've and you know Liberty. I'm a homer. I got them going all the way to the Sweet Sixteen, baby. Uh, so do I, because I'm a homer. But, but I, because I've got them playing Tennessee afterwards, and when you look at their spreads. It's uh, they're very similar to Tennessee, so I went ahead and put them beating Tennessee and getting into the sixteen. Yeah, I mean it's it's so hard, right? Because they're twenty three and five, but they spent the last two months playing the Atlantic Sun the conferences. So they're they're not great teams, right? um, That that they're playing uh, day in and day out. But I mean, it's you 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 play who you who you who you got, Um, and they recruit some big time guys. So it's not so. I think they're they're not like a. the 16th seed who is a fluke to get in. I mean, Liberty is good every single year. They recruit big-time talent. So, Who's better, Liberty or Georgetown? Oh, that's interesting, right? Because Georgetown, worst record, but plays in a bigger conference, right. Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would take my money on Liberty against Georgetown. But, I again, I haven't – I know Georgetown had so much drama, I feel like, at the beginning of the year with losing some players and stuff. I didn't really follow it all, but I remember yeah. they had a lot of drama this year. When's this, this, the year. Starts, this starts Thursday, right? Is it Thursday or Friday this year? Um, I don't know. I was looking. It usually starts on Thursday. Right. Uh, let's see. 319. When's 319? Let's see. 16. That's Friday. That is. That's Friday. But there must yeah. be a play. Is there not a 65th team? Oh, there, no. There, there's a bunch of playing games. All right, then maybe the playing games might be on Thursday because I don't have any. I don't see any play-ins in my bracket. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah, the, oh yeah, the first four are on Thursday. All right, there we go. Yeah, that's it. You got your Texas Southern versus your Mount St. Mary's. You got your Appalachian State for your versus your right. Norfolk State. All right, I got to make sure all I can right. get all these stations: CBS, True TV, TBS. Yeah, just download download that March Madness app. It gets you them all, I believe. Mm. Like the all CBS right. March Madness app, the blue icon. You'll all get right. them all on there for free. Yeah, I think so. Right, sure. I'll check it out. All right, check it out. I don't know. I don't remember ever having a March Madness game that I couldn't watch. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. I, every year I'm able to watch them. I don't remember how I do it, though, like, every year. I don't know how they do that and why it's not like – like I wish the NFL would get their act together and do that. Yeah. It always but, makes me laugh, though, that there's games on true TV. Right, right. Hey, it's probably the only thing true on true TV. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I'm just glad, like – just having brackets out and some March Madness, it's like some normalcy. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm pumped to Friday. I got to get um, um, these watching games now with these two small kids. I got to get, get them out of my hair. But um, I'm pumped all day Friday to, to watch um, all these games. Uh, I mean, I'll be at work for the early games, but, you know, mentally checked out. Yeah. Um, watching these games on my, on my laptop or computer. Um, oh, wow. that's the, the cool thing about virtual teaching. I can have on one computer screen, my classroom and the other, the, the basketball game. Right. Yeah. That's the nice thing about teaching my, working from home with my own office too. Yeah. Is, um, the, this past week, they've, you know, uh, there's been a lot of commemorating the start of the lockdown a year ago. Mm. So a lot of podcasts I listen to have like, gone back and like, hey, let's check out our episode from a year ago and what oh, we that's were saying about the virus. Yeah. Uh, I want nothing to do with that on Section 336. I am you not going to pull any audio from our discussion a year ago. Why? Because you don't want to sound like an idiot? Because I'm pretty sure we both sounded like idiots. Yeah. And I think I would just leave that alone. I don't know. I feel like we had a sure. really good show with um, Charlie we at did. the beginning of the pandemic. We did. A really good show. How we talked. So listen about to that one. How it was going to end after like two, three weeks. I don't know. We never said that. Get out of here. I don't. All right. Maybe I'll pull it next week. I'll go check. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll have Charlie back and say, "Hey, Charlie, remember when you said this?" Yeah, but I don't he think probably the smartest one in on the podcast. But I don't think anyone. I don't know. That's weird. The podcast is doing that because I don't think anybody wants to. I mean, who wants to relive? And reminisce on the past year. Like let's right. let's let's focus. If there's any any time in history where you want to focus on the future, it's like now is that time. Especially now when we've got March Madness starting this week. We've got spring, spring training, training. Going on now. Yeah, we've got the NFL trade dead, trades and uh, oh, the free agency period free agency just started. Opens up this week. All this stuff coming out. Yeah, NBA is yeah yeah NBA and opening day in two two weeks. Yeah, it's getting close. All right, so let's get into the Orioles. Oh yeah, they're they're doing some stuff down in Sarasota. They are some camp. They are. Let's start with um. Let's ease into it. Starts with some injury updates. All right, um, Chris Davis. So, okay, He's yeah. Back. Probably going to go to the IL. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Josh, I'm start on the IL. Isn't this whole thing a little bit weird? What's the thing? He took one swing, and Two. he has. A sore back. It's not like it's not two like swings. a two or two swings, and it's just like a sore back. It's not like he he pulled something or tore. It's just a sore back. He's seeing a specialist. Yeah, isn't that a little bit weird though? He may have to retire from baseball altogether because of this injury. And you're making light of it. it oh, are you serious? Have you read that report? Injury. Have you no, heard that? I'm, no, I'm just trying to predict what the next step is. Oh, but I mean, I just think it's odd, right? That a sore back after two swings would keep you out for this long. Uh yeah, how old is Chris Davis? And from day one, it was like it's day to day. So you thought like maybe he could be back in a couple of days, but then it's just gone on forever and ever. Well, it's only been yeah, lower back strain, and yeah, it's just uh, it's just a little odd to me. But yeah, but yeah Chris Davis, it's hard to say how long a back injury can linger. It's hard. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. But that's how I feel about like any injury though. Yeah, I don't well, know, especially when you get to be our age. And, yeah, uh, he's 34 years old. Right. Um, I am 41 years old. Right. I have back pain all the time. Right. I have a knee right now that hurts whenever I walk up and down stairs. But I still go out and play softball because I enjoy it. It's fun. Chris Davis has a little back 
Oh, your questioning is toughness. Are no, you, Josh? It's not a toughness. It's his love. We are. No, it's here's where we are in life. His heart. He has a back, small back injury. He's played baseball his whole life. He can rest his back and do nothing and sit there and play his new PlayStation and still get paid millions and millions of dollars. I don't think he's got the motivation to really get after it. Oh, wow. Wow. I mean, I would never question someone's heart or motivation, Josh, like you just did. But but it is odd. I'm, I find it odd. Uh, I'm just and, saying, a lot of people fight through this stuff. It's called yeah, and you take if, some Advil and you go at it. Yeah, well, I agree. It's odd. And every day, but this is like a dream scenario for manager Hyde. You know, he, he's like saying, man, I hope Chris Davis gets back. That's what he's saying to, to the media. Well, and at home, he's so little party that, that Chris Davis yeah, is opening up a roster spot for manager Hyde. Yeah. Well, yeah. every day he doesn't play in spring training makes it more likely that at the very least he'll get some sort of extended spring training so he won't right. make the trip up to Baltimore for the open day Bowie roster. Or something, yeah. Right. So you could see a scenario where he spends an extra two weeks in Sarasota, then goes to the alternate, alternate site to continue to get ready to play and then gets back in Baltimore. Um, but again, there's no time frame because – it was day-to-day from the day it happened. So who yeah. knows what that means? Right. Of course. It's always day-to-day. But it's looking like manager Hyde's going to have that. We thought he would not. Ha- we thought that Chris Davis would have a roster spot. But now it looks like he won't. So that's a surprise. Right. Um, Other injuries. Uh, DJ Stewart. Um, yeah. Hamstring issue. Been bothering him for about a week. Yeah. Makes the outfield a little more predictable. Yep. So I think... Um, any type of injury, and it seems to be a minor injury, but it's enough that it's kept him out for a week at this point, and it's enough that I think it's going to um, make it so he'll be at the alternate site. I think it's more yes. more and more likely each day that he's going to end up at the alternate site. And so I think the outfield um, is pretty much done. I think the outfield, I think we know who the outfield uh, is. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Another injury is Hunter Harvey. Yeah, that's the big one. Brain oblique. That's the big and one. And again, a thing that they... He probably he won't make opening day. The question is, does he go in the ten day DL, thirty day DL? What do they do with him? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know. And so the injury is listed on ESPN at least as out indefinitely with a left oblique strain. And so yeah, we we could be looking at. I've heard people speculate like five weeks or something. Um, but it's kind of like the back. You kind of just it's a hard thing. You just got to wait for it to to heal. And obviously the oblique is a very important muscle in pitching. And so like on the one hand, we're grateful. It's not the arm on the other hand, like Hunter Harvey, like dude, stop getting injured. Right. Like it's always something with Hunter Harvey. And so you don't knock a guy because you, you really can't help it. Like it's not like Hunter Harvey's fault that he gets hurt all the time. Right. But some people, I mean, you go back and think of guys like Nolan Reimold, right. Well, Who and- just couldn't get healthy and he had all the talent in the world, but you got to stay healthy. And that's the thing. Hunter Harvey was supposed to be in the rotation. He was well before now. He was supposed to be an arm in our rotation. And health has always been his issue. Yeah. And, and, and it and amazes ha- me that guys can play their entire baseball career, get to this point, and not stay healthy. Yeah. And it's not like the same thing, right? Like, it's just different things. It's almost like – and Austin Hayes, too, was as, as recently has been that kind of same boat where it's always something. Like it's just something. every. Right. It's not the same thing. It's a different thing every time. It's, like, weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like we need robot players. But you look up at Hunter Harvey and you're like, you think of him as this young starter, and then you moved into the bullpen with this electric arm. But I still think of Hunter Harvey as a prospect, right? And then you look yeah. at his age and he's like 26 now. Like Hunter Harvey's 26. Right. And if this year's injury ridden, like if this is a sign for things to come, next it's year he's 27. He's, he's like, you know, he's, he's, he's not he's a young done. player anymore. No, he's, this is, he's got to work it out. It sucks. Yeah, so you hope. I mean, we just hope because for the Orioles, he's such a weapon for his own career. And then selfishly for the Orioles, he's just such a weapon at the back end of your bullpen. And so that is it's a blow that Hunter Harvey um, can't make the open day roster because of injury. Um, someone else is going to take a spot, which is a good opportunity for someone else. But whoever takes his spot is not going to be as good as Hunter Harvey. So it's unfortunate. Yep. It sucks. Nothing yeah. good. All right. That's like on the injury, injury front. Yep. That's correct. How about on the uh, free agent front? Okay, 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 with, okay. Um, Michael Franco. Michael Fr- Franco, yeah. Michael Franco. Michael. Uh, 
Right. There's been an interesting debate, Michael Franco, over um, Rio. Rio Rees yeah. as a third baseman. And there's just been this debate. Josh, have you paid any attention to, to, to this debate? Yeah, it's an interesting debate because the numbers are very similar between the guys. In fact, Rio Ruiz at the plate numbers are a little bit better. No, no, I think of the opposite. I think, and it depends, right, what year you look at. But I think Miguel, Miguel Franco, year in and year out, has put up better offensive numbers than Rio Ruiz. Right. The other thing that I thought was weird is there was lots of talk about Mikel Franco, like his defense getting better, and then he'll be better than Rio Ruiz. But Rio is younger. Rio's 26, and Mikel is 28. So I yeah. found it strange uh, to to try to replace him with an older person, but still say, oh, he's working on whatever. Yeah. I mean, I... It was Utah Street Report today had two good articles. One um, by my boy Danny about why um, Miguel Franco, uh, uh, Michael Franco is a bad signing, and a, another one, a counterpoint saying why it was a good signing. And Danny's whole point was it on the Utah Street Report article, and you can check it out on there. But his whole point was like, if we're trying to develop young pitching, our top priority should be providing a good defense behind them. Yes. And if Franco makes our defense worse, um, what are we doing? Like, why? Um, and it's not a big upgrade offensively, if anything. And he argued, actually, that it would be, if anything, a downgrade. Um, but I think a lot of people argue that it would be an upgrade offensively. But even an upgrade offensively would be a minor upgrade offensively. Yeah, that's what I was just looking. The numbers show a minor upgrade. Right. Um, I mean, last year, um, he batted 278, right? Hit eight home runs. And his best year... In 2018, he batted 270 with 22 home runs. Um, so, I mean, those are pretty good offensive numbers, but the defense might be a little bit worse. Um, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, so what's your either. take? My take? Yeah. What's your take is, on this? Rio Ruiz or Franco? It's about who can Elias flip. And I don't think Elias cares about developing young pitchers because he's going to try to keep his young pitchers out of the major leagues this year. And I think it's about... Who can he flip in July and get another uh, draft pick or minor leaguer or something? And I think he has a better shot to flip Franco with the bat than Ruiz at the with better defense. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with you. I like Franco better. I mean, I, I I've seen enough, I, I'm mostly just because Franco is a new face, and well, we see this. Hair? We see this. What about it? Does Franco have oh, Ruiz's hair? Ruiz's hair. Everybody loves his hair. Yeah. But we see this with Mike Elias where, and this is going to be a whole new infield compared to last year, right? And we talk about the infield, but the infield starting last year, it's going to be completely different this year. Every position, a new guy. But yeah. Elias's move is if he doesn't have the young player ready yet, his move cool. is to go out and get a veteran mm-hmm. for, for, I mean, he did at shortstop. We see him doing a starting pitcher. Yep. The young players aren't ready yet, so we're just going to have a stopgap here for a year. Well, or they're ready and we're not ready. If we're not ready, let's have a stopgap. You know, Adley might be ready, but we're not ready for Adley. Right. So, Franco, it seems like that one-year stopgap mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and 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 the defense. This brings up like an interesting debate as far as how much defense matters, because I don't buy the. I don't really. I don't buy. I've tried to buy the argument that it's going to hurt our pitching development, but I don't think it's going to hurt our pitching development. Will we might give up a couple more runs because Franco's at third and not Ruiz? Maybe, but I don't think it's going to make a big difference. Danny in the article was saying like it would it would force our pitchers to throw more pitches. I don't really buy that. I think, I mean, Mike Ranger Hyde will pull the pitcher after right. he throws, you know, 100 pitches anyway. It's not going to like he's going to keep him out there. So I don't really buy that argument. And I, ideally, do you want a great defense behind you? Yes. But, like, you make sacrifices for offense all the time. Like, Ryan Mountcastle isn't the best defensive left fielder we could get. But he's the best left uh, left fielder we have if yeah. you combine his offense and his defense. And, and especially now with the shifting and getting smarter positioning players – I almost think like it's it's easier to be a bad defensive player because the You're shifting the right, and stuff make up for right, some of that you're in stuff. The right spot. Yeah, so I think all that, and again, we don't know how much defense really matters compared to offensive production. And again, if he's bad, if he's a little bit worse at defense than Ruiz, 
Like, what does that mean um, in terms of pitching development or in terms of giving up runs? I don't know if it means a whole lot, as much as other people might think it means. And so I like it. And I think Franco does have um, – yeah, I mean, you have no one in the minors. Like, Ryland Banning, he's been fine, but I think Mike Elias has penciled him in for Norfolk every day. I don't think he's ready oh, for yeah, him. Ryan- yeah, and he hasn't been great in spring training, so he hasn't forced his way out. So he's definitely not getting the call. Yeah, and you want to give him the opportunity to play every day. It seems like a Norfolk will be able to play every day, and he won it here in the majors. And so maybe he is. Like maybe next year he can be that guy. Maybe halfway through the season he can be that guy. But we've seen enough of Ruiz. And I think Michael Elias, this is Michael Elias saying, I've seen enough of Rio Ruiz yeah. to the point where I can take an average third baseman. And I'd rather, Frank was average. But he's saying, I'd rather have an average third baseman than Ruiz in there. Yeah, I and I, he, I, I tend to agree with him. I think Ruiz gets cut, like DFA'd. Yeah, I mean, if Franco... he sticks around. When Franco signs, and it hasn't been made official yet, right? No, not yet. But when, I mean, Ruiz has only played third base, right? He's, he's not like a utility guy. Right. So it, it's an interesting question, right? Like, what happens if they sign Franco, what happens to Reese? Do does he even stay around? And 26 people say like, well, he's younger, but he's 26, right? He's not, he's not like a prospect anymore. He's been in the majors for the past couple of years. You kind of know what he is. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how <laughs> 26. Yeah. You know what they are, but then we have other guys who are like 26. He's young, but yeah, Ruiz is what he is. Yeah. We I mean, he made his MLB debut at 22, right? So he's been around the league for a while. Um, and his best offensive year, I'm just trying to look at it, his best offensive year, um, last year, what, he batted 232? Yeah, nothing. He has a career, this is his career batting average is 220, right? Like, what are we talking right. about so here? So, like, last year was his career year, yeah. P, P, uh, people are mad that we're getting Franco to replace a guy whose career batting average is 220. Right, and that's and I think that's what Elias sees is Ruiz isn't going anywhere. He's not the future with his organization. This yeah, guy may, might not be either, but he's better this year. Yeah, he's better this year. And so this is um, state of the franchise, Josh. If we're being cheap, we don't sign Franco. We just go with Ruiz. Right. But Elias wants to get this team better. And whether it's being more competitive this year or the old flip, Either way, it's a step up. Franco is a step up. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. No. All right. Oh, yeah. State of the Art Orioles is up. Yeah. And I, I hope going up. I hope opening day that Franco is a starting third baseman. I do. It would be nice. Yeah. Josh, I turned on the, I was trying to think. I turned on the radio on my way home from work. I turned on the radio. Yeah. Tyler Nevin had just gotten on first base. And, I think that I'm missing one guy, but then Ryan McKenna was up, had two strikes on him and got a single or no, he got a double. And then there was runners. And then McKenna was on second. Nevin was on third and Gunnar Henderson came up, got behind Owen two, and then hit a single up the middle. And so when I was on the radio driving home, I heard Tyler Nevin get a single Ryan McKenna, get a double and Gunnar Henderson, get a single to drive both runners in. I felt like I was listening to, to to 2023 World Series team um, yeah. in that little drive home. Right. That was were, pretty cool. It's yeah, fun for me. To like the Frederick Keys broadcast or something. No, those are all guys. Gunnar Henderson, um, I didn't even realize that he was getting the call up into big league camp because I think he's been at minor league camp. Yeah, I don't know if this time. was just needing an extra body right. or something. So they just brought him up for this. But anyway, I was excited to see him get a couple hits. Yeah, and our offense exploded today. We had some home runs. We had three home runs today, so it was was good offensive day for us. It was nice to see the offense go. Um, Also, we learned some stuff about the pitching today. Yeah. So I think, and we can can talk about interesting matchups, Josh, still in spring training. You want to get into the start and rotation matchup here? Yeah, I want to talk start and rotation. Um, Because everyone made the joke when Michael Elias gave up his home run on, like, pitch number three. Matt uh, Harvey. Yeah, well, who did I say? Mike Elias. That oh, would be yeah. weird. That, that would have been bad. Um, but after that, Matt Harvey settled down, and he pitched four innings today. Yep. Gave up a couple runs, but pitched, so, pitched pretty um, well. I'm ready to say that Matt Harvey's going to end up in this rotation. Mm. Mm. You agree or disagree? 
No, I think there's one quote. I read one quote, and the quote said, to me, I read the quote, and all I heard in my head is, he's going to be in the start rotation. Okay. Who was the quote by? Manager Hyde. All right. What did Manager Hyde have to say? I read this quote, Josh, and I, I don't know, like Matt Harvey, even when I saw a stat line on Sky, I don't know, because there's a lot of guys fighting for right. roster rotation. And some guys pitching really well. Here's, well, all right. Here's why I say he's in. Yeah. Because he was serviceable. And we're not looking for good pitchers. We're looking for reasons that we don't have to bring young guys up yet. Uh, but Josh. People who can get through innings. But Josh, I could give you three names, four names who can do that, what, who's, who can fit That's that description. Great, but you need five. Oh, oh, in that case, Josh, <laughs> I can give you eight. All right. Well, hold on. Tell me this quote. Then, we'll, then I'll have you give me your eight that you think would be better. All right. Here's the quote. Not, not that better, but that, that fit that description okay. of serviceable. Here's the quote by Matt Harvey. Yeah. I mean, this is a quote by Manager Hyde. He said this. And tell me if this doesn't mean he's on the team. He said, I thought Matt threw the ball great. Fastball, nine, this is um, Hyde talking, fastball 94 to 95 miles per hour, a lot of 95s, I think up to 96. Fastball had a ton of life to it. All right, Matt Harvey's in. Yeah, you're not, you're not getting rid of Matt Harvey, who's had so much past success, who now has a 96-mile-per-hour fastball with a ton of life to it. Right, no. That guy's in. not getting cut. No. Uh, he's, he's on. Yeah, I'm, Matt Harvey's in. Yeah, because it's not about even the stat line. It's about the stuff, right? Yes. And he said this, and Hyde went on to say that when he was hit, it was with his kind of breaking balls. He wasn't located his breaking balls, but he says fastball was on point today. Right, and that's all, that's all you want from Matt Harvey is that fastball. Well, yeah. Um, does this put the pressure on Felix Hernandez for tomorrow's start? Well, Josh, at the beginning of the season, let's think about this for a second. At the beginning of the offseason, you go through a rotation. Let's count them. John Means. Yep. Number one. Keegan Aiken. I think last year he earned a spot, right? Yeah. And this spring training has been playing well. Yeah, he'll be in. Dean Kramer. I think Dean Kramer might be the guy that they say, hey, he, I know he's looked great in the spring. But we're not ready for him. Well, not only did they look great, great in the spring, he looked great at the end of last year. In the time he was caught up, he was really good. Right. But they only brought him up in September, right? Or the end of the season? Like, uh, I think it might have been August. Service time? Like, did his service clock turn on yet? Yeah. I think so. His service clock is on? Well, it doesn't matter, Josh. Nobody cares about Dean Kramer's service clock. He's already in his yeah. mid-20s. All right, fine. So, all right, so then I'm going to put Kramer in the rotation then. All right, Wade LeBlanc. Is Wade LeBlanc still an Oriole? Yes. Yeah, I know he is. I know. And he's that right. he's that veteran serviceable guy you're talking about. Yeah, he is. That's four. And you add Matt Harvey, that's five. Right. Okay, well, who am I leaving off? I'm leaving off Felix Hernandez. I'm leaving off a guy the Orioles might love more than all those guys, Jorge Lopez, who's pitched well, and the Orioles team seem to love him. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't even mention the guy who's pitched better than anyone in spring training. Bruce Zimmerman. Right. Who's right. thrown the most innings so far, nine, and hasn't given up a single run yet. Yeah. So, Josh, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys right there. Yep. What's yep. going to happen? Uh, well, I'm going to say John Means is in. Matt Harvey's in. Uh, Keegan Aiken's in. Bruce Zimmerman's in. Wade LeBlanc is in. And we are going to rotate through Kramer and Lopez in that sixth slot mixed with uh, the Bowie site. Assuming Felix Hernandez doesn't make this team. If Felix makes this team, then Jorge and Kramer are going to be stuck in the alt site. How do you, how are you breaking this down? I think it's I think it's interesting. I think it's really tricky. For I a think team that it's really interesting because it's a team really with no pitchers, right? And and I mean I mean the, one of the guys that really throws a ratchet into it is no one had Bruce Zimmerman in the starting five to start the year, right. but he's been so good in the minors. I mean he's been so good in spring training, right? That he's making a case for it. So do you um, put him in the do you put him in the pen instead? Yeah, I think, I mean, the question, like, do you, 
Like, I think the, 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 the two guys for me that I'm like, why, why are you here is Wade LeBlanc and Felix Hernandez. Uh-huh. And Felix Hernandez, I, I think, is a cool story, but he was thrown mid-80s. He hasn't looked good in spring. But if Mike Elias was creating this rotation, it would be Wade LeBlanc, Matt Harvey, and Felix Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think that he likes Wade LeBlanc because he's a guy that possibly could pitch well and you could trade him. Yeah. Certainly true with Matt Harvey, too. Yeah, that's why you're praising Matt Harvey's fastball. Yeah. I have a hard time envisioning being able to flip Felix Hernandez, but who knows? Like, who knows? You know? Maybe he'll find some magic. He said himself he's not worried about how fast he throws, just getting outs. I buy that. I'd yeah, rather get, have a guy get a, outs than throw a hundred miles an hour. Except he's a pitcher who defined himself by throwing the fastball. Right. And like, like there's not, not many knuckleballer. There's not many successful pitchers outside of knuckleballers, and there's not many successful knuckleballers. <laughs> right. There's not many successful pitchers throwing mid eighties in their fastball. Like there's just not yes. many of those guys. Correct. Cesar Valdez, how fast is his fastball? His fastball is probably close to that, but I don't know. He's the exception. Um but you're right. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, just something. I mean, we're halfway right. through spring training. I mean, so injuries I, might happen, right? We have half spring training for someone to get a blister or something uh, and yeah. not be able to make the yeah. opening day roster. So that is very possible. But there's eight. There's eight legitimate guys I, you could pencil in a starter. Yeah. And if you're going off quality starts or quality pitching in spring training, then it's Bruce Zimmerman, Dean Kramer, Matt Harvey, John Means. And probably Keegan Aiken. That's your five if you're going off spring training numbers. Yeah. But again, the the sample size, not only sample size tiny, it's not it's also the, it's, it's not the same, right? Like yeah. Felix you can't judge anything based off an ERA in spring training. Right. I mean, Felix has only thrown four innings so far. So you're comparing Felix who throws four innings with Zimmerman who's thrown twice the amount of innings, nine. Yes. And we're penciling Zimmerman in because he's thrown nine really good innings. Right. Um, But again, it's nine innings. Well, it's like you said with Matt Harvey. The fastball was working, this and this. At no point was it uh, he only gave up one home run or whatever. You know, it wasn't – no one cares about your ERA in spring training. It's about what you're doing as a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. The quote that makes you think he's going to – be in the starting rotation is not the stat line. It's the miles per hour and life on his fastball. And that's unfortunately what we can't see even today. Like we just heard the radio. We can't see it. Right. So we have to wait for manager hide quotes. Agreed. Um, but I mean, it just, this is going to be, I mean, we're just, we, we, I mean, we still have a couple weeks left, right? Pitchers. This is the time. I mean, this is the best time of spring training because pitchers are being stretched out. So they're starting to pitch. You know, two, three, four innings now. They're up to like four innings now, um, going into five innings. And so they're stretching out. And so you get more opportunity to, to see them pitch, more, you know, data um, on how their stuff plays. And so this next um, two weeks is going to determine who's going to be our five starters. I mean, because I think the yeah. only person you could pencil in, no doubt, if he's healthy, is John Means. Like he's right. the only no doubter. Yeah. Um, any, any, anybody else, if they implode the rest of the spring training, like they, they, they could be out because there's other guys who take their spots. Right. Uh, this week, if you're watching on the MLB app, tomorrow's game against the Rays and Friday's game against the Pirates are on their little TV. All right. Watch we got them in the app. They massing? No, they're not massing. Josh Masson said they would come up with four games. When are those four yeah. games happening? They said late February. Late February? Second half of February. Or March, second half of it's March. March. Oh, okay. Which, which, according to we're in the second half March, of March. We're in the second half of March, but they haven't announced anything yet. All I know is that Birdland tonight is each Thursday night and ready for opening day. There you go. Well said. Masson drops the ball. We'll pick it up. Well said. Um, as far as other, I mentioned it quickly, but I think the outfield, Josh, is. I mean, maybe I'm wrong here, but I think the outfield's kind of done. Yeah, I mean. You you eliminate yeah, D, D, DJ Mount, Stewart. Yeah, it's Mountcastle, Santander, Hayes, Mullins. Yep, that's your that's your outfield plus bench. Yep. So the only the guys that are still at spring training who are not going to make the team, you, you use Neil Diaz, yep. who has struggled a little bit. Yeah. And Ryan McKenna, who had a nice double today, but he's still young. Not I think ready. I think they wanted to play every day at Norfolk at, at center field. And so I think it's going to be a good outfield at uh, at Norfolk when you have 
Ryan McCann and Eugenio Diaz and whoever else you got out there, DJ Stewart or someone. Um, yeah, so I think the outfield's done. All right. Um, a little outside of Birdland, is, did it hit you to see Nick Marcakis retire? Oh, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it did. I mean, I think it all, I think it hit us all. I mean, I think we all wish he never went to Atlanta and that he finished his career in Baltimore. And I think there's, I don't think there's any Oriole fan that didn't root for Nick Marcakis. Yeah, I mean, I think that's absolutely true. He's so likable. When I think about Orioles outfield at Camden Yards, I think about 2110, right? Yeah. I think about Adam Marquez Jones, Nick Marcakis, um, holding on set, 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 center and right for so many years. Um, in some ways, they're kind of the exact opposite of each other, but um, in, in a lot of ways, kind of just loyal, um, they, they good ball players. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of respect for each other. Yeah, good, loyal, consistent and baseball players. Yeah. Right, and guys that were here before the team got good. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's awesome success. In success together with this team, and got they really got to see the city of Baltimore, and the, I think the fans attached to that roster so much, and those two guys got to see it when it was struggling, and you had to bring out the twenty one ten promotions to get people to sit out into those bleachers, and then to see just the packed crowds of playoff baseball in Baltimore was special for them. Yeah, it's really true, right? And that's why they're special for us too, right? Because yeah, totally. When, when they got here, I mean, I still remember Nick Marcakis as a rookie, and he was batting 220, but he was fouling off 10 pitches at bat. And you just knew, like, this guy knew, knew how to hit. Yep. Um, and, 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 and he was, you know, we were terrible, but then we also, I mean, Adam Jones alongside that brought up in the Eric Bedard trade. And when they got here, it was dark ages. But them and combined with Buck Showalter, um, Brock Bat, Brock, brought back good times to Baltimore again, and they were key parts of that. And so, yeah, we remember teams more that win, and and we saw some winning teams with Dick Marcakis in the outfield. Um, and fortunate how it ended uh, as far as not re-signing him and going to the Braves, um, but doesn't take anything away from his contributions to Baltimore. Um, and, yeah, uh, mad respect for Nick Marcakis. Nothing but love. Of course. Um, we already covered kind of fans back at Camden Yards. We kicked off the show with that. So I think there's nothing really else to say about that, except that we're excited to have fans back. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a good thing that fans are coming back. Yeah. Is there any other news I missed this week? No, I got to, I got to the notes I want to get to, um, Mikel Franco and, uh, Matt Harvey's out in, uh, today. I think it's big stories. I think the starting rotation is going to be fun to watch going forward. I think all the other kind of battles are pretty much settled. Um, I guess maybe utility guy in there can Stevie Wilkerson squeak in or something, but right, for the right, most yeah. part, I think it's the question is those there's five, those last two bench spots I think are still hanging out there. Yeah, and and that I mean honestly that interests me very little. Um, I think because exactly. I think there I think there could be a lot of rotation there too, right? Like if Steve Stevie Wilkerson doesn't get the job done and someone's playing really well, then they'll flip it with the alt site. Yeah, and then they'll flip it. Or I mean, Norfolk is going to be started before you know it. The minor leagues are starting. I mean, it's just a month late, so a little bit later, yeah. but they'll be starting soon. And then, you Norfolk, know, I think you'll see some changes happen as well. Norfolk starts their season in Jacksonville. Like oh, that's the cool. First week in May, they're down here. That's cool. So tickets haven't gone on sale yet. I was looking the other day. Yeah. So, but that'll be fun to go see whoever's there. Yeah, I saw even here the minor leagues released their schedules, but no, but no tickets for sale yet, as is, far as I can tell. They announced is Adley going to Bowie. I I think that's. I mean, last year he ended the season with Delmarva, I believe. Right. So they wouldn't jump him straight to Norfolk, right? It would be very surprising if they did. Right. Though, I mean, he's I, getting a lot of at bats in spring training, so I, I don't haven't know. seen Adley yet. I'm hoping he'll go to Norfolk so I can see him. Yeah, I assume he'll go to the alternate site, right? Uh, not necessarily. Why would you move him to the alternate site if you weren't going to call him up to the majors? Why wouldn't oh. you leave him in Sarasota for like an extended spring? I guess so. I mean, it's just assume you want him playing with the big boys. Yeah, I guess. I could see that. You're right. Um, and you need catchers. <laughs> right, need catchers. Need always. someone to catch the ball. You just can't have one guy yeah. if they're catching all the balls. Yeah, we had a friend that stuck around the Orioles organization for a while because you need catchers. You need someone to catch the ball. Absolutely. Yep. Um, all right, ready for some ball four? 
Yeah, let's get into it. All right. I took your suggestion on ball four last week. I still need, we still need a sounder for ball four. I got to create that. Um, pew, pew, pew. I, I, I took your suggestion. I don't think I have pew, pew, pew here. Okay. Um, took your suggestion and I read Concrete Rose. Oh, week. yes. So I know, uh, I know you got good feedback on, on book, book, your book report time. Yeah. But, uh, so what'd you think of I, it? I enjoyed Concrete Rose. I think it ended like a few chapters earlier than I would like it to. Mm. Mm. I think I wanted to see more progression in Maverick's life. Yeah, I thought there would be more to there too. I thought there would be yeah, like, I, like, I thought there'd be more. Like I thought where it ended was going to be like the middle of the book. Right. Right. But that's that's yeah. interesting criticism, right? Cuz usually my criticism all oh, this book goes on too long. But this is yeah, yeah it wasn't long enough. Right. Well, that'll yeah, be next. That'll be for my ball four next week when I, because of that new uh, Justice League movie that comes out this week is apparently four hours long. Oh, is it? See that so next yeah, that's week a... I'll be telling you that something's too long. Yeah, I'm watching that over the course of two weeks. Um, All right. So yeah, no, I, I just I just love the idea in Concrete Roads of this guy being um, p- part of a gang, but then I thought her description of having a newborn was pretty spot on. Dealing with a newborn while also trying to, you know, be in a gang just makes me laugh. Dealing with all the everyday normal things like babies throwing up on you. And maybe it's because I recently experienced that, but I thought that was pretty spot on. And I liked it because I know those kids that worry about getting their shoes dirty. Yeah. And their kicks white. Yeah. And I like the idea of of baby vomit. Yeah, where your style and clothes are so important to you. Yeah, and and suddenly the baby's messing all that up. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoy that. Um, I wonder if there's going to be a second book, like, you know, that comes right after this, that goes, fits between Concrete Rose and The Hate You Give. Right, because his story has not been fully told. Yeah. Right, exactly. There's lots of story because uh, it ends too early. I'm trying to not give away, but I think it's pretty obvious if you've read the other books where this book would end makes sense. Yeah. All right, uh, but my ball won. I'm going with a TV and a movie. I thought I thought Concrete Rose was the ball. That was just a follow up uh, on my ball. That was just a follow up for your ball. All right. I'm All just right. I'm just checking in on your balls. All right. That was your Appreciate ball from it. last week. Appreciate it. Uh, my ball one is that I watched the Netflix movie I Care a Lot, which is about a lady who takes care of old people. Oh, I watched that too. Did you? All right. Yes. It was pretty good, wasn't it? It was weird. It was weird <laughs> uh, and way more violent than I expected. But I enjoyed it a lot. The wife and I were looking for a movie, and I guess when we went on it, like it won some awards. So, oh, this one, or someone was nominated for an award or something. I don't, I don't know. I just saw it, and I was like, it looks interesting. And that main girl has been in, um, what was she? And she was in that mysterious. Uh, Gone Girl. Gone Girl, or, or yeah. Girl train, one of those. Yeah. I think that's the same movie. Um, oh, that's two different movies. I, I thought Gone Girl involves a subway train. Is that not true? Uh, Gone Girl. Doesn't the subway train prominent thing in that movie? No, Maybe that's not. Girl on the Train. Oh, that's Girl on the Train? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Those two All movies, right. those two, I read both those books, too, before I saw the movies. Anyway. She, they blend together. We thought she was a good actress. So, but, yeah. So, did you you liked it? I did. Did you like it? I'm not sure. <laughs> it was definitely weird. It was, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. Like, when she uh, gets her revenge, <laughs> it's... And just uh, leaves the guy there. Yeah, the ending like, was yeah, like, "What like, did I just watch?" Exactly. It's like, "Oh, you're evil." Yeah, yeah. So that's my ball one. Is check out the movie. Yeah, I there was there was everyone was evil in that movie. On Netflix. Yeah, there was no redeeming quality. I normally like something redeeming to cheer for in the movie. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right. What's your ball two? Oh, um, I'm gonna go with two drinks. Okay, go with drinks. Yeah. So the first sweet one. Sweet tea and unsweet tea. No, I got some um, some whiskey here. Local distillery, Sagamore. Sagamore Spirits here in Baltimore. And their whiskey, their rye whiskey. Um, yeah, it's, I highly recommend Sagamore whiskey from right here in Baltimore. All right. Um, all right. My ball three is. Uh, lately, I've really been enjoying the show Impractical Jokers. I don't know if you watched that show, and it's probably uh, low mental. Like, you don't have to be a smart person to watch it and laugh. 
it's one of these like turn your brain off and watch the show. Yeah, I know and it's one of the Zany Burt Rohde's favorite shows. Is it? Well, I am oh, yeah. with the Zany Burt Rohde. obsessed with it. And I have been really enjoying Impractical Jokers lately. It's been a nice rest to not think and come home after work and watch that. Yeah, I think that's – I think I've only watched it in Burt's house probably. Um, but that's a show where if my wife is even in the house, I can't turn it on because she hates it that much. <laughs> because it's dumb? It's so dumb, yeah. Because she wants something like Jeopardy or something. No, I'm not. I mean, she'll watch Real Housewives of New York or whatever, but yeah, she just but thinks she that humor is so dumb. Okay. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's kind of funny. I, I got to be in the right mood for Impractical Jokers. Right. So, all right. Um, sticking with drinks, my my uh, ball four. I think this is, like, when it's winter, I'm super into, like, black coffee. Like, I need something strong and black in winter. It's not Now winter it's spring. Anymore. The weather has turned. It's now in the – I mean, today I think it was in the 40s, a little bit chilly. But it's been in like the 50s and 60s. And so I think the perfect spring drink for me is vanilla lattes. All right? This is a little bit posh, but vanilla lattes, they are – you got the coffee, a little bit of sweetness in the vanilla. From so where? I go with the, vanilla, What's your the brand? vanilla latte. What's your brand vanilla latte? What do you mean? I get it from the coffee shop, the local coffee shop. Okay. There you go. I tried to get it from Dunkin' Donuts before. Yeah. It wasn't good. It was it, too sweet. Well, it was too sweet and not hot. I don't know what I don't oh, know what they're doing over there. Well, unless yeah. you ordered the cold. No, I ordered the hot. It was it was like lukewarm. Uh, um, don't want to get sued or something. Yeah, no, just the local little coffee shop here going with the. Well, I think it's harder because you know lattes involve the milk. It's a lot of milk in there, and you yeah, gotta you pre-make ste- it. steam the milk, so it's not like coming hot off the coffee pot. Yeah. So I like Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but I don't get the lattes from that. All right. I go well, to a specialty store for that. That takes care of ball four. We already right. said earlier today the state of the Orioles is up. Yeah, with the Franco potential signing. I don't know what it's been on. It's been imminent for like the past yeah. three days. So what, what's going on with this thing? So we're gonna be uh, like all those GameStop boys and yell, hold, hold on to the Orioles. <laughs> what are they? The GameStop nerds. Yeah. On Hold the line. Hold the line. Yeah. To to yeah. the moon or whatever. That's where the Orioles are going. To to the moon with Franco. Hold the <laughs> exactly. line with Franco. Exactly. Yeah, but he's got. I mean, I'd be curious. See, also, Josh, if they sign him tomorrow, will he yeah. make the like? Will he, he get enough reps in to make the open day roster? Oh yeah. And if it's he doesn't, who's going to start third base? Another two weeks. So he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. All right. The hitters Again, hitters take nothing, right? It's the pitchers. And it's you take not like time. these guys sit at home not doing anything. Well, he's been working out, I would think. Chris Davis isn't sitting at home doing nothing. Well, he's got to rest his back. That's he's true. on like he's on doctor's orders to lay down. Doctor's orders. He bring he did he roll in and give manager high the doctor's note saying he can't play. I don't know. I am. I'm surprised there's been no talk yet about major league baseball players all getting the COVID shot. Yeah, I still seen. I saw a report someone got it on one sports team because they um, were in that category. Like, like if would, would Trey Mancini, a cancer survivor, would he be in a top-tier category to get you that? You would think vaccine? so, but he's also like 25 or 26 or something. Yeah. Um, you would think that – so they keep saying that everyone that wants it will be able to get it in May. So I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen like Major League Baseball come out and – and give it to all their players and try to spin it as like a being role models or something, you know? Right. But even then, like if you can get it to all the major players in May, that's not bad. You just no. got to get through April. No, they're saying they can give it to everyone in the U S through May. Not baseball Which would include players. baseball players. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Technically, Aren't they yes. everybody? Yeah. No, it would be. And, and you don't think baseball would be first in line once it's open to everybody? Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised baseball isn't jumping the line. Oh. And saying, hey, in order to open up April 1st, we got to get this taken care of now. Yeah, but the optics would just look so bad in that, right? But not if you spin it as you're an example. Mm-hmm. And not if you spin it as a union. Every other union in the country is saying, hey, we need it for our workers. Mm-hmm. We're not opening up schools till we got it. Yeah, but only the teacher union is strong enough to really do that. Other unions aren't strong enough. Uh-huh. Weak, weak unions. <laughs> right. Got to toughen up. All right, let's get out of here. All right, let's do it. You can follow us on all your social media platforms. You can support the show on Patreon. Just go to section336.com. Yep. Hit support336 at the top, and you can support us through Patreon. 
with a monthly donation or a one-time donation through PayPal is also there. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, you can follow the show on all the social media platforms. Yeah. Also, make sure you follow Birdland Sports as we'll do a ton yeah. of uh, post-game stuff. Yeah, that's the home of Birdland Tonight. And I think, uh, Matt, you've been on a few Birdland Tonight shows leading up to the season, and I think it's been all really good conversations. Yep, all so, good mate. stuff, and you can so, check out another one on Thursday. Yep, subscribe to that podcast as well. Give them five stars. Give us five stars in iTunes as well. Yep. You can follow me on at Section336 on Twitter. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Taroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 